What's going on, guys? This is the first episode of the Yard Sale Podcast. Uh, my name is Joey. Um, a lot of you guys know me as Tarducks on Reddit. Um, I created this podcast basically to give you something to listen to if you're driving or you're at work and you just need to listen to something and don't really feel like reading. Um, <clears throat> this first episode is really just going to delve into the Final Four weekend that is coming up. I'm recording this Thursday night, so this episode will go live tomorrow, Friday, which is one day before the semifinals are the way to get kicked off. So, you know, uh, I could, you know, try and, you know, clickbait, even though this is a podcast, so there is no clickbait, but I could say a bunch of outlandish things, such as uh, Princeton has a chance, Princeton has a chance that Maryland, for about as much money as you can afford, you should bet on them to win it all because they are going to win the national championship. If Maryland doesn't win the national championship, that would be <clears throat> trying to think that would probably be one of, one of the more bigger surprises. And probably since UNC defeated Maryland in the 2016 national championship. I mean, Maryland's team is so good all around. I think the thing that you really have to consider here is they don't even need their C-plus game from their offense. Their defense against Virginia in the quarterfinals, just uh, domination is not even the word because Connor Schellenberger was averaging six points per game in every single NCAA tournament game that he played in. Six points a game. He was the most outstanding player in the tournament last year. He had a grand total of zero points in that quarterfinal game against Maryland. If that doesn't scare you enough, if you're a non-Maryland fan, you know, especially if you're a Princeton fan, they can do it with multiple guys. Logan Wisnowski does not even have to get going. Anthony DeMeo had himself a game against Virginia, and he was a relative non-factor against Princeton the first time around. Um, those of you that don't remember, Maryland and Princeton did play each other earlier in the season. It was actually one of Maryland's closer games. Maryland only won by five, as if, you know, that's not a lot. Um, Anthony DeMeo, to my knowledge, I believe he was held to zero points in that game. Don't quote me on that. It might have been zero goals. But <clears throat> these are the type of things, especially if you're a Princeton fan, you're going into this game saying, all right, you know, we kept it respectable. We did better than Virginia did. You know, Virginia the first time out, I believe Virginia lost by 10 or 11. And Princeton kept it to five when they played Maryland. So if you're Princeton and you're a Princeton fan, you got to be thinking to yourself, what's going to be the X factor in this game? How are we going to get over the hump, shock the world, and have – uh, Princeton is not even a bad team. They're they're a seeded team in this tournament. You know, it's not like they're an unranked or an unseeded team. They're still a seeded team, but for them to go out there and beat Maryland, who I'll 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 say this. I'm not sure how many of you guys are into betting. Maryland right now is a minus six fifty favorite. To put that into perspective, the next closest in this Final Four, meaning the highest odds. If you're not Maryland, I believe it's Rutgers, and they're at plus 1,000, plus 1,000, and Maryland is at minus 650. So this would be a giant, colossal 
as many adjectives that you can use to describe if Princeton were to be able to go in there and defeat Maryland. Now, I just said a moment before, what's going to be the X factor? There really is no X factor. You got to hope that Maryland just shows up hungover. You got to hope that Maryland's guys were out partying the night before until four in the morning. Maybe then you can make this a two to three goal game. But in order for Princeton to win, Princeton is really going to need historic performances from their attackmen. Their defense is going to have to just lay guys out and hope that they stay down. I mean, if you look at it, Slusher, Chris Brown, you know, these are good guys. They're, you know, both of them are responsible for, you know, 55 or more points. Chris Brown having 71 points. These are great players, you know. Against any other team, I it wouldn't sound like Princeton, you know, are you know a bunch of novices who have no chance. Going into the season, Virginia and Maryland were in a class of their own. People knew this. Virginia didn't look like they belonged on the field with Maryland. Both times they played them. So I'm not going to try and talk myself into it. Princeton will not win this game. I'd be surprised if it is a five-goal game again. I think it'll be a little more. Um, I think Princeton will get off to a decent start. I think they're going to score two to three goals early and try and put the pressure on. Um, I expect Chris Brown to get at least two to three points in the first half. And if you're Maryland, you know, there you don't even need to be told this. If you're Maryland – Go out there and play half as good as you did when you played Virginia, and this one is going to it's going to be over pretty fast. I hope for the game's sake, for viewers' sake, new viewers, anybody who's throwing this on, you know, because there there are a lot of people that kind of just pay attention to the final four of lacrosse in the college game. Um, the final four is on ESPN two, whereas the regular season is usually on ESPN or the ACC network, and then. Most tournament games, you know, the first round and the quarters, those are on ESPNU. The semifinals, Final Four, are on ESPN2. So a lot of people who just watch ESPN or ESP2 daily, uh, they'll see this game on. And, you know, if it's a good game of lacrosse, they're going to want to keep watching. So I hope for the game's sake, you know, it's a competitive game. I don't expect it to be a competitive game. Um, But... As far as final score predictions go, I'm going to go at Maryland 16 to 10. Um, 16 to 10 doesn't really sound like a blowout, but I think it's going to be much of the same as what we saw. I think you're going to get a couple of early goals for Princeton, and then I think they might not score again until the end of the second quarter. I think Maryland is going to go on you know, something like a 6 nothing run. And, you know, by halftime, you might have a, you know, a nine to four game still looks like it's in relative, you know, reaching distance for Princeton. But once that second half rolls around, Maryland's going to roll. And I expect them to get this done 16 to 10, 17, 11, somewhere in that range. Um, I will be a little more fair to Princeton. I feel I wasn't as fair as I should be. Um, Princeton, if you can get slusher and brown and sam english going early 
it's a tournament game. It's the it's you know it's the final four. You never know what can happen. You never want to rule anything out. But this is as close to a game as you can rule rule out an outcome as there can be. Um, I think Logan Wisniewski is from Maryland. I think he is going to go in there and really make a statement and really capture this uh, Twerton uh, trophy that uh, Sam Hanley, you know, he had his shot, you know, uh, to get this, to really put a stamp on it. Sam Hanley of Penn, of course. And, you know, he kind of, <laughs> I don't even, I think if people tried to remember what Sam Hanley did uh, against Rutgers, a lot of people might have a lot of, um, trouble just remembering what happened because those quarterfinal games were honestly not very memorable. But Logan Wisnowskis, I think he's going to put that stamp on the Torton Trophy, and uh, they get to win this Saturday, and then they get to win Monday. This might be the best team that ever stepped on the lacrosse fields on the Division One level. Just ask Lawrence Tiffany. Now, I know that I did these games backwards. I just wanted to get the first one, the more important one out of the way, the Maryland game. Um, the Maryland game, uh, to my knowledge, I believe is at 2.30. And the first game is Rutgers-Cornell, which is on at 12. Both games on at ESPN2. Rutgers-Cornell, listen, if you're a fan of lacrosse, you love this Rutgers story. You love that they finally got over the hump and they're now in the Final Four for the first time in program history. You love that story. Do you want to see Rutgers play Maryland a third time, a third schlacking? I don't think anybody wants to see that, to be truthfully honest. Uh, this is the Curse Bowl. People didn't know. Um, you got two two brothers um, of the Curse family on uh, <clears throat> excuse me on um, Rutgers goalie Cursed, um, Colin Curse. That is. I'm drawing a blank here. I'm getting them mixed up. Um, Colin Kirst, the goalie for Rutgers, one of the best goalies in the country. And he was a difference maker in that game against Yale. I'm sorry, not Yale, against Penn. He has been the answer, the reason why Rutgers has had so much success, especially over these last two years. And you want to know what? Maybe they weren't deserving of the number one seed last year. I'm referring to North Carolina. But regardless, they were the number one seed. If Rutgers in that quarterfinal last year when they lost to North Carolina in OT, if Rutgers were playing virtually, I think Rutgers would have beaten Duke last year. I think Rutgers would have beaten Georgetown, Syracuse, any of those teams that they could have gotten matched up with. I think they would have beaten them. Um, but that's neither here nor there. The reason why they were in that game last year was Colin Kirst. He was out of his mind, um, and he's done it the first two games of this tournament thus far. He is the reason why they're here, and I think he's the reason why this game is going to be close and why Rutgers could and should win this game. But on the other side is C.J. Kirst, brother C.J. Kirst of Colin Kirst. C.J. Kirst, he's equally equally as important to Cornell as Colin Kirst is to Rutgers. Now, do I expect CJ Kirst to, you know, really go off and, you know, score like, you know, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't expect him to go off. I expect him to have a great game, 72 points on the year, 
50 goals. Him and John Piatelli have really taken this Cornell team um, really back to where they've been. You know, Cornell, you know, not what Princeton was, you know, back in the, the late 90s, early 2000s. But Cornell has always been a great staple of the Ivy League, one of the upper echelon teams. And I expect C.J. Curtis to get, if I had to make a guess, I would say he'd probably get three points in this game. I think Piatelli is going to have a great game. I think something to watch for is to see how the Cornell players respond, because I think Colin Kirst, goalie of Rutgers, remember, I think he's going to be playing with his head on a swivel. And I think he is really going to set the tone early. I think he's going to save a lot of shots that these Cornell players normally see go in that they're not going to see go in early. And how they respond, you know, second, third, and fourth quarter, that is really going to shape this one. I think Piatelli and C.J. Curse are going to combine for 10 to 12 points. Um, it's whether or not you're going to get the production from Michael Long, Billy Coyle, Hugh Kelleher. These guys they usually take a backseat to C.J. Kirst and John Piatelli. They need to step up because when you're playing a goalie who is good to begin with and when you're playing a goalie who is hot, especially in the tournament, you know, you got to have guys that normally aren't your featured players. You got to have them step up and have the game of the season. Now, I think... The stars for Cornell and the stars for Rutgers, as far as the offense go, Piatelli Kirst, Mitch Bartolo, and uh, Ross Scott, they're, I wouldn't say they're interchangeable because if I had to pick two, I would probably pick Ross Scott and Mitch Bartolo. But I think this is going to be a great chess match between those four guys. I said Piatelli and Kirst are going to combine for 10 to 12 points. I think Ross Scott and Mitch Bartolo are going to match that. Now, Rutgers has a little more balanced of an attack from their non-featured players, the two guys I just mentioned. You got Ronan Jacoby, Shane Nalblock, and Brian Cameron, who those three alone have 40 or more points. This is a team where... I'm not I'm not even going to say it. I'll say it one time just to tell you what it is in case you haven't heard it. Quint Kesnich, by the way, rest in peace to his brother who just passed away. I hope Quint is going to be calling the games this weekend. Quint Kesnich, he says NASCAR offense. And <laughs> you hear it at nauseam if you've watched Rutgers games on ESPN. Their offense like to run and they like to get at them. You know, they're constantly moving. This offense... I'm never going to say NASCAR offense again, just to let you guys know. Um, this offense moves, and they're very balanced. And I think the most important thing is it's not out of the realm of possibility that those last three guys I mentioned, Cameron Knobloch and Jacoby, end up having better games than Mitch Bartolo and Ross Scott. I still think Ross Scott and Mitch Bartolo are going to fill up the point sheet. But I do think those three guys that I mentioned, I think they're going to have a giant impact in this. Having said all of that, I hope to God Cornell wins this game. I don't really see it. I think Rutgers is the better team. But please, just for just for viewership, give me just something new where I can try and delude myself for like five minutes that maybe someone could beat Maryland. 
it's not going to be Cornell, but at least I can have that thought in my head for like a minute. Maybe Cornell could beat them, you know, CJ Curran, blah, blah, blah. I do not want to see Rutgers play Maryland again. It'd be great for the Rutgers program if they could get to the national championship. I just think it would be one of the most lopsided blowouts in the history of national championship games for lacrosse. If you don't know what I'm referring to, Rutgers and Maryland have played two times this season already. Um, I believe Rutgers lost 17 to nine, the first game and then 17 to seven, the second game. Um, this is not going to be a matchup that, you know, even hardcore lacrosse fans or casual lacrosse fans, people that are just turning on for the first time. You hope to God you don't see Rutgers and Maryland in the national championship unless you're a Rutgers fan. You know, there are a couple of Rutgers fans on the sub um, that are great contributors. In that regard, I do hope that Rutgers can get over the hump. You know, it's not even a hump anymore because they got already got over their hump. But it would be great for the program if they can make a national championship. As a non, as a fan watching this game that doesn't have a bone in the fight, I don't want to see Rutgers play Maryland for a third time. Um, getting into a score prediction for this game, um, I think we are going to get. Um, this is what I think, not what I want. I think Rutgers is going to get it done, um, 15 to 13 or 14. I'll go 15 to 14. Um, I think the difference maker is going to be Colin Kirst. I think he's going to save a lot of shots that normally would go in but won't go in something to uh, watch out for, um, uh, you know, not in the offense or defense. Um, you got to circle in um, for Cornell. Um, uh, excuse me if I butcher this name, uh, Angela Petrakis, um, face-off guy for Cornell. He is about as good as they come. And uh, if he can really skew – the possession time for Cornell, I think it's going to have a big difference. As far as Cornell goes, who I want to win, I don't think they will. If you're Cornell, you got to uh, listen. I know in the shot clock era, it sped everything up. If you're Cornell, try and bring that, that shot clock down as much as you can. If Petrakis is going to get you face-off wins and he's going to get you extra possessions that you normally wouldn't have, Take advantage of them. Don't take a dumb shot 20 seconds into the shot clock. Because Rutgers, they have a great transition game, and they're constantly moving, as I said. I won't even mention what their offense is. That's where Cornell can run into trouble if they're taking dumb shots and taking dumb shots early. So assuming if my two picks that I think will win the game, Maryland and Rutgers advance, I'm not going to give too in-depth of a analysis on the national championship game because I do think um, that I'm about to hit the 20-minute mark here, and that's where I kind of wanted to stop for this first episode. Um, if it's Maryland versus Rutgers, I think it might be worse than the first two times. I think Maryland would win that one, uh, like 20-8, to eight, something like that. I think if um, Maryland, if you just look at it you know, strictly unbiased, um, they're – Princeton was their second closest game of the year. I'm sorry, the third closest game of the year. The second closest game was a four-goal win against Syracuse, if you could somehow believe that. And the closest game they had was against Notre Dame, an 11-9 victory. Not going to get into whether or not Notre Dame should have made the tournament. Those arguments and screams have been had. Um, But I think if Maryland can get by Princeton and get by them impressively, like most people think, 
there's not another Division One team that you could throw at Maryland in a national championship that is going to even make them break a sweat. Um, if it is Rutgers and Maryland, good for Rutgers, even better for Maryland. Um, if Cornell does sneak by Maryland, I'm sorry, if Cornell does sneak by and beat Rutgers, I really don't think it make too much of a difference. I think it'd be a little bit of a closer game. I think it would be a Maryland win, you know, 16 to 9, 16 to 8. Not that big of a difference, but, you know, those are my predictions for this weekend. Um, watch the games, help us work grow. Um, you know, keep the engagement going on the sub. And uh, hope you guys enjoy the weekend. First episode of the Art Cell Podcast, down.